Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Friday morning, Mississippi. You're listening to Middays, normally with Gerard Gibbert. Today, Russ Latino here, filling in for Gerard. Fear not, we've got a great program lined up for you today. We're going to talk with the Speaker of the House here in a moment about things that are going on in the city of Jackson and the upcoming legislative session. At 11 o'clock, we're going to talk to Alice Marie Johnson. That name may not ring a bell directly off, uh, but Alice Marie Johnson was granted clemency uh, by President Trump after serving 21 years on a drug offense. Uh, We're going to talk to her a little bit about the path to redemption that she's experienced and some of what's going on in our country with rising crime rates in cities and ways that she's thinking about and working towards addressing that. We are going to be joined with by Malcolm Reed uh, towards the end of the 11 o'clock hour. Malcolm, of course, is uh, the chief aficionado of barbecue in Mississippi, how to barbecue right. Malcolm uh, is a wealth of information there, and as a guy who loves to barbecue, particularly this time of year, we thought we'd break from the heavy stuff and talk a little bit about good eating on a football weekend. And then in the 12 o'clock hour, we're going to dig deep into the upcoming election cycle uh, for congressional elections, what it means, what's going on in the country, and how we can dig out from the hole that we find ourselves in. So it's going to be a great program. Coming at you live from the Element Wealth Studio. Rhino, man, it is good to see you. Howdy, howdy. How you been? Oh, not too bad. It's uh, it's Friday, y'all. It is Friday, y'all. That seems like that's something that you say. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Usually once a week. Well, look, I, you know, obviously the mayor of Jackson made some news uh, yesterday, uh, and it comes in the form of what the news has been out of Jackson recently, which is not good. Um, You know, obviously the city is coming off of an incredible crisis around its water. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a second. But now it finds itself in a situation, quite literally, where the mayor has said, come Saturday, um, that will be the last day that garbage gets picked up in Jackson, Mississippi. Rhino, he said that uh, you should freeze your seafood remains and carcasses and not put them out on the street. Listen, folks, this is not a Republican-Democrat issue. This is not a black-white issue. I know that people keep trying to make it into that. I know that people keep trying to, to toss out things that are inflammatory um, as a form of deflection against what's going on in Jackson. But the reality is that a city has essentially four key responsibilities. A municipality has a responsibility towards public safety, that is preventing crime, reducing crime, taking threats off of the street. A city has a responsibility towards roads and bridges to make sure that people can get from point A to point B. They go to work, they can bring their kids to school, they don't have to buy new tires every month, they don't have to get a new alignment every two months. 
The city's got a responsibility to supply clean drinking water, and a city has a responsibility to collect the trash. Jackson is failing on all four of those things. They are quite literally 0 for 4 on the things that cities are ultimately responsible for. And the consequence of that is more than someone getting to go on television and blame the city council. It's more than somebody getting to go on television and say it's the governor's fault or state Republicans' fault or whoever you want to toss shade at. The consequence of that is that there are people without clean water, there are people who don't feel safe going out in their own communities, and there are people who come Saturday who will see garbage piled up on the side of the street with no immediate resolution in sight. I know the city council is going to work very hard to try and resolve this, but there needs to be clarity on the front end that the problem in Jackson with its garbage started with the decision on the part of the mayor to essentially ignore the structure of government that we have in Mississippi. We've got a city council that's got to approve contracts. The mayor wanted to change the garbage collection in Jackson. He wanted to go from waste management, who was already under an emergency contract because they couldn't reach an agreement, and switch to Richard's disposal. The city council said no. And the mayor said, fine, I'm going to veto your no vote. Now, think about that for a moment. The notion of vetoing a no vote, that's a bit like the governor of Mississippi saying, you know what, the legislature decided not to pass this bill, and I'm going to veto the fact that they didn't pass the bill. That is not how government works. It has never been how government works, but that's quite literally what the mayor decided to do. He entered into an illegal contract, a contract for which he had no actual authority to sign up Richard's disposal, and he put them on the streets collecting garbage without any compensation. Now, in fairness, Richard's disposal probably has some culpability here, too, because no company in their right mind should accept the task of collecting garbage in a city when they know that there is a legal dispute over whether or not they have a contractual right to do so. And I think, you know, they're trying to say they're going to sue the city and everything. We'll see how it all unfolds. Uh, but they share some culpability here, too. So this is all unfolding with six months of garbage pickup um, that basically wasn't legally authorized. The court has already said the mayor didn't have the authority to do uh, what he was trying to do. Uh, candidly, the mayor has appealed that to the Mississippi Supreme Court. I don't anticipate a different response. Um, what he did was nonsensical, vetoing a downvote. So all of this unfolds, and it feels like a lot of political chicanery, a lot of sort of tension between the city council and the mayor, but the collateral consequence is that people aren't going to have their garbage picked up. And if you look at the circumstance in Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, or New York, when they've had strikes and garbage hadn't gotten picked up, Rhino. Man, you think water crisis is bad? Wait until there's 10 feet of garbage sitting on the street. People will lose their minds. And so we're in this weird place where the city has categorically failed its citizens, and the only response to that 
instead of saying, hey, let me, let me think about how to get the murder rate down so that we're not the top murder rate in the country, or let me think about how I fill some of these potholes, or let's think, we've had eight years to address this water crisis. Starting in 2015, the EPA told us there was a problem, or we knew this garbage crisis was unfolding. Instead of actually addressing those things, the response is, don't trust the state. The response is that this is driven by some racial animus. It's ag- white supremacy. Against the, yeah, against the, the city of Jackson. If I was the mayor of Jackson, I would be a heck of a lot less concerned about who I could blame and a heck of a lot more concerned about how I got clean drinking water, safe streets, and garbage picked up. Because that's my job. And if I care about the people that I'm supposed to represent, that's what I'm focused on. I'm not focused on pointing fingers right now. And the fact is, all he's got left at this point is to point fingers. And then you ask yourself, look, I've been... Right now, I've been traveling around the state. Um, I was in Ripley, Mississippi last night. Um, and, and I had conversations with some legislators, conversations with some citizens up there at an event we were at. And towards the end of the night, I just asked, you know, what do y'all think about the Jackson water problem? And what do you think the state should do? And the response wasn't heartless. The, the response was empathetic. I think most people think we need a strong Jackson. I think most people think... The capital city should be in a place to thrive. But I think they also have an awful lot of concern with the idea that the state would put up tremendous amounts of money and put it into the hands of a mayor and a government right now that is completely dysfunctional, that has proven that it can't supply basic services. So we find ourselves in this really, really weird spot, right? where we're sitting here looking at what's going on in the city of Jackson and trying to figure out how do we solve for it. And I think, to me, Rhino, the only plausible solution is for the state to have a heavy role. Um, And when I say heavy role, I'm not just talking about sending money. No. Right? A heavy role in ensuring that there's an actionable plan that addresses these systemic challenges that Jackson is facing, and also actual accountability and oversight in this process. You're listening to Middays, normally with Gerard Gibbert, Russ Latino filling in today on Friday. We're coming at you live from the Element Wealth Studio. We will be back momentarily with Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. 
Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. Hey, this is Will with Service Specialists. Are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, Service Specialists has been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. We have candidates for all your administrative, professional, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Check us out online at servicespecialistltd.com. That's servicespecialistltd.com. Service Specialists, your expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967 with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. This is Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson. Now's the time to get a brand new Nissan from Canon Nissan of Jackson. New Nissans are arriving daily, and Canon Nissan will match any competitor's prices on tires, batteries, and more. Nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check it out. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Good Friday morning, Mississippi. Welcome to Middays. Your host, Gerard Gibbert, is out. He is uh, visiting Mickey Mouse, I believe. There's nobody that I think loves Disney World more than Gerard and his family. Um, and Russ Latino sitting in today for Gerard. Glad to be with you. It is a beautiful day in the SIP. 
It's a great day to be alive. We are headed into the weekend, Rhino. Excited to be here in the Element Wealth Studio. If you're thinking about or planning for retirement, if you are looking to develop a plan for retirement, I would suggest you go to myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006 to let Element Wealth help you find you your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. If you want to get involved in the conversation, you can join us on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. We're going to jump to my friend, the Speaker of the House, uh, Philip Gunn. We're glad to have you with us, man. Well, good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. How are you doing? Doing well. Sorry I can't be there in person today. I had two or three commitments uh, already scheduled, uh, and uh, when you called me, Yesterday, I was already committed, so I can't be there in person. I appreciate you having me on. I know you from our days practicing law together, and uh, I know you've always got plenty to say and plenty of opinions, so I just appreciate <laughs> having an opportunity to get get a few moments to say anything. Well, I'm going to let you have all the words that you want. We've been talking about uh, the situation in Jackson, and really, I think when we talked yesterday, I wanted your thoughts on the Jackson water crisis, sort of the state's response to that and what you saw next. But obviously in the interim, uh, the Jackson garbage debacle has has percolated up. I'm just curious, when you look at the situation in Jackson as a state leader, based on the idea that we need a strong capital, how do you assess the problem and what do you think sort of steps that the state can take are to to try and, and remedy those problems? Well, it's a it's a very complex question and a lot of different angles to that. Um, I will I will tell you that the we worked very hard to change our image uh, nationally. I will point to a number of things. One is the improvements in education that we've made over the the last ten years. And I'm going to get to your question, so just just hang on with me. I'm trying to lay the foundation for my point here. Um, if anyone's followed our educational improvements over the last 10 years, you know that we're no longer last in a number of categories. We're actually number one in the country two years ago in fourth grade reading school. We have improved our graduation rate up to the national average. Our starting pay is now beyond the national average. We have seen improvements in third grade reading scores. And I will tell you, we, the state of Mississippi, have been the topic of conversation in many other states, I have received phone calls from the Senate President of Kentucky, the Speaker of North Carolina, the Senate President of Texas, all of whom want to know, what are y'all doing in Mississippi on education? Every one of us is talking about it, and we're trying to keep up with you guys. In the area of taxes, I know last year you were a big proponent of uh, trying to cut and eliminate the income tax. I have been to conferences all across the country this year, and... Um, Everyone is talking about what we did. I didn't have any idea how many people were watching the state of Mississippi and what we did on income taxes, and they're now trying to duplicate that. Uh, We changed the state flag a few years ago, which changed our national image. All of these things, my point there is that we have made great strides and efforts to change the image of our state and make it positive and make some improvements. And unfortunately, the news over the last two months has been nothing but, the national news has been nothing but negative on the state of Mississippi, all of which seems to have emanated from Jackson. The water crisis, the flood, the crime rate, 
and things of that nature. And so I do think we as a state need to devote some attention. Your capital city is kind of the face of your state. Your capital city is kind of what people look to. And sadly, uh, a month ago, we had a porta potty on the front lawn of our state capital because of the water system situation. And I uh, just think that's that's not acceptable. We've got to do something. So I do think the state is going to have to step up in some fashion. I've had conversations with the lieutenant governor about what that looks like. We are trying to craft uh, a solution there. Um, I will tell you that we are going to have to appeal to our fellow legislators to be willing to step up and help, many of whom do not live, most of whom do not live in the Jackson area. And uh, they're going to have to have a passion to make sure our capital city looks good and functions well and is a good reflection upon our state. So we're trying to, to evaluate what that looks like and step up in a way that will change some of these issues and, um, and improve our image. I think the point that you're making there is a huge point that a lot of people, you know, obviously you've got members that don't live in Jackson, and they represent voters that don't live in Jackson. And, and I think in a lot of cases, you know, the people who are listening to this program right now, uh, a huge chunk don't live in the Jackson area. And they may be thinking to themselves, well, at some level, why should we sort of contribute to making the sacrifice to help Jackson out of this hole? But it's for the reason that you just described, which is if you're an international business and you're thinking about onshoring to the United States and Mississippi wants to be in contention for you, they're going to run a Google search, right? Somebody's going to Google it. And what comes up about Jackson is going to reflect on the entire state. And so as a state, to your point, we're making these incredible strides, but it seems like what people remember is the last negative thing. And so at some level, we need a thriving capital city because it affects everybody in the state. It affects economic opportunity in the state. It affects tourism in the state. All of those things are in play as long as the news cycle looks as negative as it does. I'm curious as you guys think about the problem, and, and if I can, focus on water for a second. What do you think the most plausible solutions, or what are the alternatives that are presently on the table to ensure that Jackson has enough water and that the water supply is, is of a quality that is safe for people to drink? Well, let me give you a little bit of a political answer there. Anybody who follows the legislative process, and we're, we're talking here about to what level will the state engage, everybody knows that everything we do revolves around boats. You've got to have the votes. Uh, I don't care how great and grand and brilliant your idea may be. If you don't have the votes in the House of Representatives and in the Senate, you're just not going to get it done. I tell people all the time, we can't pass Mother's Day without the votes. I don't care how great and wonderful Mother's Day is, but if I don't have 62 votes in the House of Representatives, I can't get even a, a recognition of Mother's Day passed. So the question to your answer excuse me, the answer to your question is, what can we get the votes to do? Um, there's a lot of opinions about how we can fix this problem, but that, again, I don't care how great and brilliant the ideas are, the question, or the answer to the question is, what can we get the votes to do? And that is what we're trying to determine. As you rightly pointed out, <clears throat> most 
of the legislators do not live in the Jackson area. And so what the argument, the only argument we have with them is this is our capital city. It is a reflection of the entire state. So the entire state needs to take pride in it and try to, to write these problems that exist. Um, I, will, I will tell you that I do not think I have the votes to just give any money to the city. Anything that any solution that we come up with is going to have to involve some sort of oversight, some sort of uh, commission or board who would maybe or maybe even privatization of of the water system. Um, but I do not think the legislature would be inclined. And I'm just this is just my opinion. I haven't polled it. I haven't done a haven't done a, a vote count. But my impression in talking among my members is that there, do, there, there does not exist the willpower or the desire to just give money to Jackson and say, y'all go fix it. Someone is going to have to oversee that, supervise that, and make sure that those dollars or that any dollars we give actually go to solving the problem and are not misappropriated or misused. We're talking with Speaker Philip Gunn about the situation in Jackson with its water. Um, do you have time to stick around for another segment? Yes, sir. When we come back with the speaker, then we're going to dig a little bit deeper into this issue, talk maybe a little bit about the Jackson water crisis, and then flip to what's going on in the 2023 legislative session. Lot to cover. Uh, glad to have him on with us. You're listening to Middays, normally with Gerard Gibbert, Russell Tino filling in today from the Element Wealth Studio. See you in a moment. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I am Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 86. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 59. A beautiful day for Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 79. Saturday evening, mostly clear, low around 51. And for your Sunday, sunny skies, high near 79. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile since 1871. For all your deer camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Wives, do you have trouble getting your husbands to see a doctor? Tell them the doctor has a boat for sale. At Man Up MD, we understand most men don't have a doctor, but they should. Man Up MD is a men's clinic designed for men by men to handle manly issues. From day-to-day -day primary care to reclaiming your energy and vigor, Man Up MD can keep you healthy and feeling your best. Check us out at menshealthmississippi.com. That's menshealthms.com. Nicely done, Beef. When football fans everywhere cheer for their team, they're cheering for you too. Because your savory snacks fuel the gridiron battle. With your tasty sliders, hearty chilies, and drool-worthy steaks, every option is an MVP. Most valuable protein. So gather around the TV and get cooking at BeefIt'sWhat'sForDinner.com. Funded by Beef Farmers and Ranchers. 
At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection, and that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Hi, this is Keith Halsey with Halsey Insurance. As your local independent insurance agency, we guarantee fast answers and friendly service. When you have questions, we're here with answers you can trust. Our specialty is home, auto, life, and all types of business insurance. Partnering with the top insurance carriers, let us shop your insurance and do the heavy lifting. We'll find you the best coverages with the lowest rates. Call 601-856-7707 or halseyinsurance.com. That's H-A-W-S-E-Y insurance.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In the midst of the ongoing water crisis in Jackson, officials from Hines County missed a deadline to apply for funds from the Mississippi Municipality and County Water Infrastructure Grant Program. Hines County Administrator Kenny Wayne Jones told us this was intentional. We were eligible to apply this time or we could wait the next time. So first of all, the thing is, we didn't miss anything. We sit around the table and made a conscious decision that it would behoove the, the county to apply on uh, in the spring on the second round because on the first round of this grant they only allocated 40 percent of that money to be put out there now in the spring on the second port you're going to have more money because it's 60 percent he says they want to use these next few months to continue to work on their plan for all things mississippi visit supertalk.fm Digital banking from the Citizens Bank is great, if you're like me, eh, shall we say, night person? With our secure online banking and mobile app, you can bank on your own time. With a touch of the screen, you can pay bills, make deposits, even transfer funds on the fly. See digital banking in a new light, just not sunlight. (laughs) Download the app today. The Citizens Bank, member of DIC. How has Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation impacted your life over the last 100 years? Connecting the state through broadband service, protecting your private property, great insurance, member benefits saving your hard-earned income, and oh yes, our farms grow the cleanest and safest food in the world. Agriculture and so much more. We're what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org. Mississippi loves high school football. And now you can stream tons of high school football games from across the Magnolia State each Friday night just by going to supertalk.fm slash high school. That's supertalk.fm slash high school. And of course, on Friday nights during the season, there's always a game on your local Supertalk radio station. The season's on the line. When it comes to high school football in Mississippi, nobody does it like we do. We are Super Talk Mississippi. 
Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Welcome back to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. I'm your guest host, Russ Latino. My wife just texted me. She's driving with our children out to Texas right now, and they're listening. Hello, R-Man. Hello, MG. Listen to your mother. Enjoy your Gigi and your pop when you're in Texas. And we are talking with uh, Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn. We've been talking about the Jackson water crisis and the state's response. Uh, Speaker Gunn, before the break, you were talking about, obviously, you've got to be able to get the votes. You've got to be able to convince people who don't live in Jackson that it is important for the state to make an investment here. And then on top of that, you've got to be able to convince people that the right accountability systems will be set up and in place. And all of that makes a ton of sense. I, I, I wonder, at this point, does the state have a really good sense of the scope of the problem financially, what it would cost to actually fix the water system and modernize it? I, I don't know that I have those figures right now. I have, uh, over a year ago, engaged um, on an, an engineering firm to begin analyzing that um, to try to get a handle on exactly what is the extent of the problem. Uh, to, to revamp the entire system would be a, a, a dollar figure that I think is, is out of reach for the state without any sort of federal help. I don't know that. That's just my sense of things. So don't don't quote me on that and say that it, that it is some an, an outrageous number. But to do the basic things and, and like, like replacing the pump we did last time is probably an achievable amount. But I don't yet know what that dollar amount is. Um, they are in the process of trying to analyze our, our system and just put dollar figures on what is it going to take to fix this, that, and the other. And so we don't yet know. I've seen a, a huge, enormous range of figures, anywhere from 200000 to $2 billion. I imagine the truth lies somewhere between those two points. Yeah, and that's the reason I asked the question is because it strikes me that before you can devise a good plan and a set of solutions that address the problems in Jackson, you have to understand the scope of the problem itself. And then you have to be able to understand where resources could come from federally, as a matter of state, what the city can do to, to provide for itself. All of those things are in play. And to your point, you know, a couple years ago when the freeze happened and we had pipes bust in Jackson at the time, the mayor said it was a billion-dollar problem. And then when, when the m most recent incident occurred, you know, he went on CNN and said it was a $2 billion problem. I know that the water pump situation itself was fixed for about $190,000. Um, and it is, it is interesting to me that Senator John Horn, who's an African-American from, from Jackson, Democrat, um, said yesterday, I believe on the radio, that you know the Department of Health stepped in and in seven days did more to address the failing infrastructure for Jackson's public water system than Jackson as a city had done in seven years. That, to me, is a recognition that this is not a Republican-Democrat problem or a black-white problem or Jackson versus the state problem. It's a, it is a public health crisis um, that needs good leadership. Yes, I agree. And I, and I think I misspoke a second ago. I said I had seen figures between 200,000 and 2 billion. I meant 200 million 
and two billion. Uh, so I, I used the wrong descriptor there. Um, you're you're correct. We have at the end of the day, I think it's 180,000 citizens of our state who don't have water or at least reliable water through no fault of their own. And that, I think, is what's driving this whole conversation is we can point fingers uh, as to who's responsible and try to make sure that they're held accountable and try to make sure that that we don't um, uh, allow them to be in control uh, again, whoever that may be. And I don't know who those, those people are at this very moment. But... The bottom line is we got 180,000 residents who don't have reliable water and businesses, not just not just the citizens, but we got all the businesses that are counting on water too. And so that's that's what's got to be addressed. We got to fix this for our citizens. And uh, as you rightly point out, water, reliable drinking water, is not Republican or Democrat. It is just a, a situation that's got to be fixed. And so this is part of the driving force behind the entire conversation is we've got to get this fixed and then we can talk about how to move forward later on. Speaker, one of the texts that I received while we were sitting here talking made the point that we've got a tremendous problem in Mississippi that sort of creates other problems with out-of-wedlock birth rates, fatherless homes, uh, and, and the, the texter basically said until we solve those problems with the dissolution of the family unit. We're going to continue to see other problems in terms of economics and crime and the education system and whatnot. That seems to be right to me, at least directionally, that that is, that is a significant social problem. I don't know that government necessarily is the best sort of problem solver with that, but I'm curious, as, as you guys start to think post-Dobbs, about what the state does to respond to that decision, how the legislature is thinking about you know, supporting families or creating a, a better environment for families to kind of thrive in Mississippi? Well, I, I certainly agree that those are huge issues in our state and need to be addressed. And, and this is a huge conversation that could take hours of debate. You've got the question, anytime I take a, on an, an issue, regardless of what it is, you have two questions you could ask. First is, could government solve this problem? And the answer to that question is almost always yes. Going back to my discussion about votes a minute ago, with a two-thirds vote, we can do anything we want to do in the House and the Senate. But that's different than the second question. And the second question is, should government solve this problem? Not every problem is a government problem. And as conservatives, as Republicans, we adhere to that often. We believe creating further government intervention violates uh, or, or diminishes your freedom. The more the government involves in your life, the less freedom you have. We also believe that creating further government dependency is also not a good thing. In the conversation about the Medicaid expansion, for example, I've said repeatedly we need to be exploring ways to help people get off of Medicaid, not exploring ways to put more people on Medicaid. The taxpayers end up having to pay for all of that. And as you create more government dependency, you're creating more costs to the taxpayers and less freedom for those who are 
dependent on the government. So those are all, you know, philosophical conversations that, that we can have. Uh, that then you, you lay that type of, of reasoning over onto these social issues, and you ask yourself, to what extent can government solve those problems? And there are many social issues at work that government just can't fix. We talk about this in the education world a lot of times. So we can't pass a law that says parents should should do homework with their children at night. At some point, that personal responsibility falls on the parent to make sure that they are giving their children uh, the, the resources they need to help them be a success. Uh, that's just one example. We can't we can't pass. Depending on what you're talking about, a lot of times we just can't pass laws that fix some of the social issues, and uh, they are great challenges. And we are exploring ways on how to do that in the post row world. But I would challenge conservatives and challenge Republicans to think about the fact that we need to explore ways that incentivize private sector solutions. A great example from the last session is $3.5 million tax credit that we passed to give citizens and businesses an incentive to help our crisis pregnancy centers. Prior to the Roe versus Wade, we had uh, one abortion clinic in this state, but we had 37 crisis pregnancy centers around the state that exist for the purpose of helping mothers who find themselves in an unplanned pregnancy, help them navigate that pregnancy, give them counseling, give them food, diapers, clothes, whatever they may need to help them through that pregnancy so that they will not choose abortion as an option. We passed a $3.5 million tax credit, which says to the citizens of the state and the businesses of the state, if you donate money to one of these crisis pregnancy centers, um, you get a dollar-for-dollar tax credit on your income taxes, up to 50% of your liability. So... Uh, one of the things that these, and I want to I make a, a plug here for that, that bill, businesses and citizens out there need to realize they're going to pay this money one way or the other. They're, this is a tax liability that they owe. They either can pay it to the government or they can give it to the crisis pregnancy centers. So if your tax liability is $10,000, you can give $5,000, up to 50% of your tax liability, to a crisis pregnancy center to help them provide these services and get a dollar-for-dollar tax credit for that. Speaker, that, thank you. Uh, that, so, hold on. That's well, I'm up against example. a break. I'm sorry. Thank you great for... example of how we can incentivize private sector solutions without more government dependency. Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to Midday with Gerard Gibbert. We will be back right after the break. for a business? Let Batteries Plus be your partner. Whether you have one location or many, you'll find solutions for all of your battery, lighting, phone, and tablet repair needs, plus volume discounts and more. Sign up for a free business account at batteriesplus.com business. Batteries Plus. 
I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with anywhere you might need a bathroom. Because when you gotta go, you gotta go. Please call us at 601-879-3969 or look us up, gottagorentals.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has a huge selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Calloway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Calloway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery. All 20 to 50% off for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, fall pumpkins, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Calloway's has farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Calloway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Calloway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Calloway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Calloway's Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown Island. Everything for it's the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 68 to 82.22. March cotton was down 67 to 80.77. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were down 2.5 to 13.55.5 per bushel. January soybeans were down 1.5 to 13.69 per bushel. December corn was up 3.5 to 6.79 per bushel. March corn was up 3 and a quarter. To 686 and a half a bushel. At the Mercantile, December live cattle was up 25 to 148.12. February live cattle was up 7 cents to 151.70. November feeders down 17 to 176.25. January feeders down 65 to 177.20. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 441 points, 29,485. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach, and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words, made in America. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of US and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Properly set, all 
controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Chicken fried and cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right, and the radio. Welcome back, Mississippi, the middays with Gerard Gibbert. Gerard is out today, he's headed over to the Magic Kingdom. To ride the teacups and whatever else <laughs> might be going on. Don't ever let him listen to that part right there. Uh, I am Russell Tino filling in for Gerard. Glad to be with you today. It is a beautiful day in Mississippi, across Mississippi. We are heading into the weekend. And Rhino, I just got to say this about, about your music selection. It is phenomenal. Thank you. You do a really good job. And I let that one play longer than normal because in a couple of different events, I've had walk-up music, which is crazy. Um, and I've always picked that song. Ah, that okay. is a great song. So um, very, very cool. We appreciate the speaker being on with us and talking about how the state is thinking about responding uh, to the Jackson water crisis and a little bit about how conservatives think about the role of government and, and sort of promoting family and what that looks like in a bill that he was proud of with the tax credit scholarship. I want to wrap up or put a bow on, on this Jackson discussion, at least for today, and at least for the time that I've got on uh, with you all. We've been getting a ton of text in on this issue. Clearly, people around the state are paying attention. Clearly, it has a big impact on the people who live in Jackson, and candidly, outside of Jackson, it is going to have a big indirect impact to the extent it affects the people or the way people see our state. You know... Part of the feedback that I'm getting is essentially, well, voters are responsible for this. That the people who are suffering at some level are responsible for what's going on because they've made the decision to elect these individuals. And I understand that thought process. I think what I would say, particularly on the water problem, is that city leadership for a very long time has hidden how bad that problem is. So certainly citizens know about boil water notices. They've had to experience some of that. But if you go back and look at the EPA documents going all the way back to 2015, if you look at the Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality, the Mississippi Department of Health, what you see in those instances is repeated recognition that the city has not performed its reporting duties under the law, that it's not informed citizens on the severity of the problem. Jackson went 18 months with lead exceedance levels that were substantially higher than what is allowed by law and never gave notice of that back in 2015 and 16 to its citizens. It hid the 2020 EPA report that called Jackson on the mat for a year plus before all of that came out. So certainly citizens need to be more engaged. They need to hold leadership accountable. But at some level, once you elect that person, that person has a duty and obligation to perform their role in a way that benefits the citizens that they are supposed to serve. And the reality is that in the current environment, 
That is not happening. That's not happening with garbage collection, and that's going to end up being a big problem over the next couple weeks. It's not happening with water, and even though the supply problem, uh, you know, the quantity problem has been solved for, the quality problem has not been solved for, the long-term infrastructure changes that have to be done has not been solved for, getting the right staff in place hasn't been solved for, and then you've got this thing hanging over Jackson's head with public safety. And we're not just talking about public safety in terms of health, but we're talking about concerns over crime in Jackson. And if you want people to move to Jackson and build houses or buy houses, they need to know that their families are going to be safe. If you want businesses to locate in Jackson, yeah, they need water, and yeah, they need garbage collection, but they need the sense that the city is taking seriously making sure that when a customer leaves a door after they've had a meal or they've shopped at a shop, that they're not concerned about the danger of walking to their car. They're not concerned about being mugged or being held up. And that is a core function of what a municipality should be doing and what, based on the data and the numbers and the public perception, the city simply is not doing. That's why I'm excited in a moment we're going to have a great conversation with Alice Marie Johnson. Alice is someone who spent 21 years in prison for a drug offense, redeemed her life, had President Trump come in and say this person has earned clemency, and once she's been out, has worked very hard to work with other people who are getting out of prison to make sure that they find a path to redemption, to make sure that we have sensible and safe criminal justice reform. So right after the break, we'll have Alice on with us. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert, Russell Tino filling in from the Element Wealth Studio. See you in a moment. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. It's a down day on Wall Street after a stronger than expected jobs report, 263,000 jobs created. And that could mean more interest rate hikes to tame inflation. The unemployment rate went back down to 3.5%, tying historic lows. That's because more people dropped out of the workforce. Now, leading our way for job creation, leisure and hospitality, adding back 83,000 jobs in September. That sector, though, is still 1.1 million jobs below February of 2020 levels. Edward Lawrence with Fox Business. Russian President Vladimir Putin turned 70 today. At a Democratic Party fundraiser in New York, President Biden has a warning about Putin's war in Ukraine. He said, quote, he's not joking when he talks about potential use of nuclear tactical weapons or biological or chemical weapons because his military is, you might say, significantly underperforming. Fox's Mark Meredith, 11 deaths are reported as in Russian missile strikes on apartment buildings in Ukraine yesterday. America's listening to Fox News. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. 
Trust Care. Feel better, faster. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Hey guys, it's football season again, and the College Corner is back to get you geared up for game day. We have significantly increased our inventory, so there is even more to choose from. Still waiting in lines and fighting the big crowds in Starkville and Oxford? Come by, and our staff will have you in and out and on your way. Want to score a touchdown at your next tailgate or homegate party? Then look for us online at collegecornerstore.com or come see us at our Ridgeland store and in Flowood. The College Corner, where it's our job to make your Saturdays great. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Several schools across Mississippi have received hoax calls alleging that an active shooter situation is underway. The Pearl River County Sheriff's Department said dispatch received 911 calls this morning. Similar calls have been made in Biloxi and Gulfport. They also appear to be a hoax. An investigator with Pearl River County told the Picayune item all schools in that district are closed. Schools along the coast are also out for fall break, but there are some teachers on campus. Biloxi High, Biloxi Junior High, Biloxi Upper Elementary, and Hancock High have all been given the all clear. An investigation is underway to determine who's behind these calls. For all the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back as Ratchet Entertainment presents Blues Traveler and Government Mule live Saturday, October 22nd. Blues Traveler with Government Mule. Plus Bonneville. Tickets on sale now at twilightms.com for Government Mule, Blues Traveler, and Bonneville. Brought to you by Southern Beverage, Renaissance, Visit Ridgeland, and Watkins Construction. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group. Are you an employer looking to diversify your workforce? Hiring workers with disabilities is a win-win situation. This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Call our Business Relations Specialist to learn how your company can benefit from no-cost, on-the-job training, and receive tax credits when hiring workers with disabilities. We're a source of recruitment for pre-screened and job-ready applicants and are committed to being a valuable partner for employers. Visit our website at mdrs.ms.gov to find a Business Relations Specialist near you. It may be football season, but it's never too early to talk baseball. Ole Miss and Mississippi State released their 2023 schedules earlier this week, with the defending national champs having their work cut out for them in the first couple of months. Kendall Rogers is the managing editor for D1 Baseball. Five of those first six weeks would involve opponents that are top 10 teams in the preseason. And, that, and that's not including Mississippi State. You can find the full schedules at supertalk.fm. Starting Saturday, Richard's Disposal will no longer be picking up garbage across the city of Jackson. This decision, which comes after months of bickering between the mayor and members of the city council, affects over 150,000 residents. It's unclear when a new contractor will be hired. Hines County Administrator Kenny Wayne Jones says this does not affect residents outside the city. Hines County has waste management. So if waste, if waste management picks your garbage up, you're in the county. 
supertalk.fm supertalk.fm your one stop for all the news that matters in the magnolia state supertalk.fm everything you need to know at your fingertips supertalk.fm Join Sports Talk Mississippi every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour for Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll tell you our favorite way to grill the delicious Polk's original Cajun and garlic and green onion sausages as well as other barbecue favorites. Remember, picky people pick Polk's. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Every day, be sure to catch the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, greatness starts with the 2023 Ford F-150. Winning requires the right game plan, like the impressive towing and payload you will only find in the 2023 Ford F-150 truck. No wonder Ford F-Series are America's best-selling trucks 45 years straight. Visit your local Mississippi Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com for details. And don't miss the college football fix. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, and now, another hour of the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Begin your transition now. Now on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Russell Tino filling in for Gerard today. We are glad to be with you from the Element Wealth Studios. You can share your thoughts or join the conversation through the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. I want to mention also that uh, a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar today. You can hear an interview with PGA Pro Tour uh, Tim Walton. That will be presented by visitmississippi.org. You can hear the show uh, on Thursdays and Fridays from 1 to 2 p.m. on most Super Talk stations. So directly after this program, Steve always has some great guests. Speaking of great guests, I am joined by the incomparable Alice Marie Johnson. Uh, Alice, you and I have not spoken uh, directly, but I was with Stand Together and that network for a long time, and I've had the opportunity to hear you share your inspirational story I wanted to give that opportunity to you for those who are listening to Super Talk as well. And just talk to me about sort of your journey from the point that you were arrested through what happened in prison and then ultimately what President Trump saw in you to say, this is a prime example of a person who needs a second chance. Good morning, Russ. It's great to be on Super Talk Radio this morning, Super Talk Mississippi, especially being a Mississippi born, bred, and raised woman myself. Um, uh, thank you for having me on, and thank you, listening audience, for allowing me to share my story and my experience. Um, I grew up in Mississippi, moved to Memphis, Tennessee, had a very, very successful career. Uh, had married my high school sweetheart. We had five children, but everything was very tumultuous. Our marriage was it was not a very good marriage. It was a teenage marriage. Um, anyway, um, after losing my job and my marriage ended, my life just really changed. Um, I became involved with someone who was involved in things they shouldn't be involved in that I really did not even know about. After I lost my job, I was facing 
my life really had spiraled. I was facing bankruptcy. I didn't even know how I was going to pay my bills, Russ. And I was offered something that seemed so simple, but would end up taking my life away from me. And that was to be in prison, what we call a telephone mule. Uh, they called me and I passed a phone number. And when everything tumbled down and, every, and someone was arrested, because I had the telephone records, didn't know anything about the criminal justice system because I'd never been in trouble before. This was my first run-in with the law. And they painted a picture of me as being their boss because I wouldn't take a plea. I didn't know that if you go to trial, then everyone would jump on your case. Even people I didn't even know jumped on my case. But I want to back up just a little bit. Doing this whole process of my life just being crazy, my youngest son was tragically killed in a motor, in a motor scooter accident. He was 12. His brother was 14. And he, he uh, received severe head injuries. And, you know, I had to make the decision to uh, disconnect him from life support. So my life really went crazy then, not even having money for funeral. So I found myself going deeper in and further down. And when the arrest came, um, I really didn't. I had an attorney who told me, you don't have drugs, you don't have any money. I didn't even have $500 in the bank. And the people who testified against me, they took cars, houses from them, and they also allowed me to have a $10,000 bond. And the people who ended up testifying couldn't even get a bond. So I was out for two years working and had no idea, Russ, that a life sentence was possible for a low-level offender like myself. But under the conspiracy laws, you are here responsible for everything that someone does in the conspiracy. So because I've never dealt drugs or used drugs, I was convicted of attempted possession, never possessed anything, and didn't know that I could possibly get the sentence that was given to me, life plus 25 years in prison without the possibility of parole. So you were a, but, you were a nonviolent I, offender. Yes, a nonviolent offender, never been in trouble before had no run-ins with the legal system, my first ever conviction of anything. So, so help me understand that. You had not personally sold drugs. You had not personally no. used drugs. You essentially were, no. were an intermediary between sellers. Is that right? Yes. And that inter yes, and I didn't even know what drugs cost or what they looked like. My role was to pass telephone numbers. If they call me, then I call someone and say, this is the number that you can reach this person at without having met the person and my job was done. I was done. And didn't even know how much drugs was being channeled at all. Um, but that's a lesson, a very tough lesson that will cost me over two decades of my life away from my children. But Russ, I made a decision when I went to prison, my mother said something to me uh, that really stuck with me. I may not say it verbatim, but in essence, she told me that I did not have, do not conform to your environment. You know who you are. Don't forget who you are. And character and a good name was always so important to my parents who were very strong Christians. 
And I went to when I went to prison, I asked the Lord, if you can use me here, use me, God. Show me what purpose there is for me here. And honestly, Russ, as I looked around at so many other women who were hopeless, I started seeing what I could do to contribute to my community. Because in prison, that is now your community. And one of the first things that I did was I changed an education system for women who had long sentences. I fought and I won. And I started writing plays and giving women hope that they were more than what people had said they were. And for the first time, many of them heard applause. Um, I started, um, I became really what you call a model prisoner. I started doing stuff not only for the women, but I became a liaison for them with staff. I could represent them when things were going wrong and they could always depend upon me to help them de-escalate and talk common sense or talk compassion into a situation. I started speaking at universities from prison like Yale, New York University, University of Washington in Seattle, and YouTube and Google platforms. I was asked to do a video op-ed that went viral that Kim Kardashian saw, and she started advocating for my release. She contacted Ivanka Trump first and then Jared, and eventually got an audience with the president. And she got that audience on my birthday, and the rest is history. Seven days later, the world watched as I ran across that road into freedom. But one thing that I did, Russ, I promised the ladies who I left behind that I would never stop fighting for them. That I, and every time they see me or on a, a program or hear me, hope would spread like wildfire across the prisons. And so when I came, when I gained my release, um, I became a part of the Stand Together family also. I became an ambassador for them. And I started, and that helped me on my own platform to really supersize the work that I was doing. I was able to do more, affect more policies, uh, and to really to advocate for more people. And over the, the course of time, I was able to help so many women and men gain their freedom. And as a result, last year, I was honored at the Ebony Power 100, which is the 100 most influential uh, black Americans. And I was selected as a community builder because what I've done is bring communities back together. So I want to back up and ask you about Kim Kardashian a little bit, right? Because she essentially <laughs> became your chief advocate. She did. And one thing that Kim told me, we, uh, Russ, I know this might sound really funny, really weirdness, but I didn't even know who Kim Kardashian was. When I went to prison, when I go to prison, she was a teenager. So I knew nothing about her fame, nothing about her, period. And so when um, I was contacted by her attorney, Sean Holly, that she had a very rich and famous client who wanted to help me get out of prison. And she said, what do you, do you want that? I said, let me think about it. Yes. <laughs> and so, and so when Kim, we talked on the phone and my daughter, and I really thought the person she was talking about was Chris Kardashian after I looked up her clients. So I didn't even know who she was, but Kim fought for me like a warrior. And that's why I call her not just my angel, but my war angel.
Kim Kardashian coming through big for Alice Marie Johnson. When we come back from the break, if Alice can stick around, we will do one more segment, talk about her interactions with President Trump and the clemency that ultimately was granted, and then talk a little bit about what cities can do and how we can respond to crime in places like Jackson. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert, Russ Latino, guest hosting from the Element Well Studio. Be back in just a moment. Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. I'm Mason Irby, your Madison County Edward Jones Financial Advisor. We're all about financial investments, but we also value the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Madison Central Football on Super Talk Jackson. Call me, Mason Irby, at 601-616-6872 or visit edwardjones.com for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, member SIPC. 37 years. That's a long time, and that's how long Shapley's Restaurant has been bringing you the finest in steaks, seafood, and, of course, our homemade hot tamales. This is Mark Shapley, and we are proud that we are celebrating our 37th year in business. Shapley's has been a staple in the greater Jackson market and had the pleasure of serving guests from around the country. This couldn't have happened without you, and we are so grateful for your continued support. Shapley's Restaurant, 37 years and counting. Come see us soon, 601-957-8000. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress, let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. ESISupply.net It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Midday.
Super Talk Mississippi. Easing into Friday with a little Stevie Ray Vaughn in Double Trouble. This is good stuff, my man. It is good stuff. Welcome back to Midday with Gerard Gibbard. I'm your guest host, Russ Latino, filling in for Gerard. Well, he is out riding Dumbo. Magic Kingdom, good stuff. Uh, we're in the Element Well studio, and we are joined by Alice Marie Johnson, who's got an incredible story of someone who made a mistake, uh, who probably got punished really disproportionately for that mistake, but has found a way in that adversity to change other people's lives and to change her own life and to find real redemption. And, you know, Alice, you were mentioning before the break that when you got arrested originally, you didn't really know that going to trial would carry the consequences that it carried. And I think a lot of citizens just generally don't understand that, right? Because they think about it in terms of this sort of, I'm just a bill, I have constitutional rights, and one of those rights is to go to a trial. But what they don't realize is very frequently when defendants refuse to take a plea deal, that the book more than gets thrown at them. And so, did were you offered a plea deal that you turned down? Yes, I was offered a plea deal, Russ, of three years. So you were offered a plea deal? As I Go ahead. Yes, and as I said, that plea deal turned into life plus 25 years after trial. I just think that's something that a lot of people don't appreciate is that very frequently when people exercise their right to a trial, if they are found guilty, the sentences are astronomical, and that becomes a tool to get people to take plea deals, even on bad cases sometimes. And so, you know, it sounds like what happened with you is you decided to go to trial after being offered a three-year plea deal and you were the recipient of one of those sort of draconian punishments. But it doesn't seem like you're suggesting that there was no culpability. It seems like you've accepted that there was something that happened in your life, you were in a period of turmoil, you made a mistake, and you decided you were going to find ways to redeem yourself and help other people. Am I, am I reading that right? You're reading it exactly right. I have never, ever said that I was innocent of doing anything wrong because I did do something that was wrong, but it certainly did not merit the sentence that I was given. You know, that's one of the things that I truly believe that we have a lot, too many low-level offenders who are serving way, way too much time. And honestly, I'm not a person who is anti-law, anti-police. Uh, because I want to be saved, too. Tell me, um, when it got to the level that President Trump got involved, were you able to interact with him? Oh, absolutely. After uh, after my release, uh, I've interacted uh, with President Trump on many, many levels. Uh, I've even been on Air Force One, Russ, uh, with him. And uh, I brought cases to his attention. He listened to me. And uh, he set so many people free from my advocating directly to him for their freedom. Right now, we are in a period of uncertainty around our justice system in America. 
So we obviously went through a series of police-involved tragedies. In the wake of the George Floyd incident, there was a defund the police movement, which I think most people recognize isn't a rational response. Like, we do need safe communities. We do need police presence. Um, but there's also been this, this move where before there was some bipartisan support for real criminal justice reform, and it seems like because of what happened during COVID with some crime rates going up in specific cities, that now people are more resistant to the idea of good criminal justice reform. Talk to me a little bit about the work that you're doing and how you distinguish what is good criminal justice reform, common sense stuff, versus concerns over rising crime rates in cities. Yeah, Russ, I truly believe that we have a pathway to what I call smart on crime solutions. I've, I've been working with Jerron Smith with a public safety coalition that is called Public Safety Solutions for America. And that is what we have, we've got science. It's based on proof, not emotions, of what smart on crime looks like. You know, when I, uh, right after I was released from prison, Russ, six, I, I worked so hard on trying to help get the First Step Act passed. And the First Step Act has been so bit, and it was one of the, uh, really one of the most historic bipartisan uh, pieces of legislation that has been passed over the last 30 years. President Trump signed it into law. In fact, after looking at my case, he asked for sentencing reform. He said at his press conference that he never wants there to be another Alice Johnson, a case like mine where I got, where I received such a long sentence. So since that time, I believe around 22,000 people have been able to be released home who were very much ready to be reintegrated back into their, their communities. Uh, and I want to just give you a, a, just a really quick figure of 11,000 people were released early under COVID. Only 17 people have reoffended because they are vetted so closely for safety risk. And I think we have an opportunity to move forward on more smart on crime solutions. I believe that uh, with our policing, you said we've heard that phrase, defund the police. And I think, you know, that's a very bad phrase to, to use because I think most people don't want to really defund the police. What we need is to make sure that our police have the resources that they need to do their jobs and are not focusing on, you know, the, the violent crimes. I mean, not focusing on the low level crime, but putting their focus more on reducing the violence in our communities. I believe that the violence and the uptick that we're having in so many violent crime, violence in our cities is a, re, a direct result of police also not having the uh, manpower, the tools, and their focus is, in the, is not, should not be focused on so much, I'd say, on traffic tickets, even though I know you need to make sure that you have those, or low-level offenders. Our jails are too full, our prisons are too full of people that really don't deserve to be there who've already served their time. I think what you just said is an essential part of addressing the crime problem to the extent that there is one, is one, a recognition that if you look at the FBI data, it really just is in cities that we've seen this uptick over the last two years. 
outside of, as an example, Jackson in Mississippi, the state data shows that gets reported to the FBI shows that we really haven't seen an increase in violent crime or homicide that is being driven by concentrations of populations in places like da- uh, Jackson or Tulsa um, and other places like that that are very unique and targeted. The other thing is recognizing that we have limited resources. So if you have limited resources, you should focus on the people that represent the biggest threats. And, you know, a cynic would look That's at right. it and say, you know, there, there is money in pulling someone over for a traffic ticket. There's not money for a municipality in solving a murder. But what we want the police to do is, if they've got to make a choice, solve the murder. Don't pull the guy over for the traffic ticket, right? Right. Right. And I, I think that, you know, police, just being a police now, the, the bad things that have been said, we have some bad players who are police officers. But do we want to judge everyone by the acts of bad players? When I was in prison, I had on a uniform also. So I don't judge. I, I really, truly have learned not to judge by anything. I look at people as people, and police are people. We need to make sure the dignity is brought back to that job. Alice, I've got just a few seconds left. If there's one thing you want the listening audience to know about what smart criminal justice reform looks like, what would that be? That would be to not focus on the low-level offenders, to focus on the violence that is taking place in our nation, and to really equip our police with the necessary resources that they need to do their job well. We've been talking to Alice Marie Johnson. Her story is inspirational. Uh, she, she got put in a situation uh, and made a mistake, which she owns and ultimately served 21 years for that mistake before President Trump and Kim Kardashian, which is an odd mix, stepped in uh, to help Alice out and and grant clemency. And she is working hard uh, to help other people and to also make sure that we're making smart reforms on criminal justice reform. Alice, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Russ, for having me today. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert, Russ Latino, guest hosting from the Element Well studio. When we come back... We'll shift gears dramatically. It's time to turn from the heavy to talking about some heavy barbecue with Malcolm Reed. We'll be back in just a moment. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I am Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 86. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 59. A beautiful day for Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 79. Saturday evening, mostly clear, low around 51. And for your Sunday, sunny skies, high near 79. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family. As a father-daughter team, Drs. Michael Carter and Katherine Carter Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to cartersledgedental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family. Hello, Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority. That's why Vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality, affordable health insurance that puts you first. I know it's not what you usually expect from a health plan, but now you can. Visit VantageHealthPlan.com for more information. Vantage Health Plan, the freedom to live a healthy life. If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit losetheleak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Several schools across Mississippi have received hoax calls alleging that an active shooter situation is underway. The Pearl River County Sheriff's Department said dispatch received 911 calls this morning. Similar calls have been made in Biloxi and Gulfport. They also appear to be a hoax. An investigator with Pearl River County told the Picayune item all schools in that district are closed. Schools along the coast are also out for fall break, but there are some teachers on campus. Biloxi High, Biloxi Junior High, Biloxi Upper Elementary, and Hancock High have all been given the all clear. An investigation is underway to determine who's behind these calls. For all the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Have you ever seen a field of corn or soybeans or cotton growing along the highway? Think about that for a moment. From tiny seeds comes this field of crops. You and I need to live our lives every day. 
The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. We began much the same way as a seed of an idea that took root in 1922. In the 100 years since, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation has contributed so much to our lives across every county of this state. From insurance to hospitals, from private property rights to road and bridge repair, Mississippi Farm Bureau has fought to make a better way of life for Mississippians, member or not. So, while agriculture is important, we are not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Big news, sports fans. Sports Talk Mississippi, the SIPS Sports Leader, covering the teams you care about. Exciting news. This afternoon at 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. You can now watch Super Talk Mississippi on your YouTube, Roku, and on Amazon Fire devices. Plus, you can now watch Super Talk TV live on Seaspire TV Channel 70. Just go to supertalk.fm slash connect to find out more. Everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, Mississippi, to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Russ Latino filling in today from the Element Well Studio. Glad to be with you. It's been a fast-paced, fun morning on this Friday, heading into the afternoon. Appreciate everybody that's listening. Looking forward to that weekend. Beautiful day in the SIP. Good weekend of college football right around the corner. Mississippi State playing Arkansas. The line is moving. Is that right, Rhino? Yeah, it seems more and more like Vegas is favoring the Bulldogs, so it'll be an interesting start to the Saturday. Arkansas's quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, a Mississippian, is uh, likely out, and that, that definitely, I would think, would help the chances, but the Bulldogs are, are looking good for that one. Ole Miss is traveling up to Nashville for the Fighting Commodores. Um, I would hope we would win that one after a nice 5-0 and run to start the season. Hotty toddy. And uh, USM is playing Troy, right? I believe so. So, good weekend of college football in front of us. We've talked about some some bad stuff going on in Jackson. Um, you know, stuff that obviously is causing pain to citizens. We've had a good conversation with Alice Marie Johnson about her um, life story, her story of redemption coming out of prison. Um, and I do think it's inspirational. I think she does great work. It's Friday, though, and we got football right around the corner. And high school football, um, you know, that's available on Super Talk tonight. Good coverage of that with the scoreboard preview show at 6 p.m. tonight. And, you know, nothing goes better with football in this time of year than some really, really good barbecue. I'm a barbecue guy, and we've got Malcolm Reed, who's an even better barbecue guy, on the line with us. Malcolm, great to have you on, man. Hey, Russ. How's it going, man? It is going great. I'm a big fan of your barbecue rub. I use it on all sorts of stuff, man. The uh, the original barbecue rub you guys sell. Um, I'll mix it with some stuff sometimes, but it is it is great on ribs. Hey, I appreciate it, man. You know, it's always good to hear people uh, using something, but, you know, it, it means a lot to us, and we, we enjoy making the videos and helping everybody out. 
Yeah, no, it's it's definitely helpful. Like watching your videos. It, Heath Riles is a Mississippian too, isn't he? Oh yeah, that's my buddy. He's over here in Olive Branch, just one town over from us, really. So I talk to him all the time. And and Heath does some incredible stuff. Both of y'all on YouTube. If you want to learn how to barbecue. Watch Malcolm and Heath on YouTube. And candidly, I mix y'all's rubs. He's got that jalapeno garlic butter rub, and I'll mix that with that uh, the original barbecue rub that you've got on some ribs, and it is it is fine eating uh, after a low and slow. I wanted to talk to you today, though, uh, not about pork, which is generally what people think about in Mississippi as barbecue. I got a wife that grew up in Texas, and, and you know, brisket is king out there. Brisket is a heck of a lot harder to cook than uh than pork is uh, w- would you agree with that oh 100 percent i you know that brisket's a tough piece of meat that's what's that's what the deal is it does a lot of work you know it's right there on the chest of that cow and it uses it every single step it takes so that's what makes it so tough it's a working muscle so i thought today we might give uh some insight to listeners who maybe they've never tackled a brisket before and don't even know how to start or maybe they've done that dreaded uh, brisket smoke after 13, 14, 15 hours, and it is dry, and it is impossible to eat, or it's not getting cut the right way. And just walk through the process. When you're about to smoke a award-winning brisket, what are the steps that you take? Well, you hit on a few of them there. It's about keeping the moisture in the meat and, you know, when it's done, cutting it against the grain. But I like to start, you know, in that Texas tradition, it's that salt and pepper. And it's a coarse salt and a coarse pepper that I like to use. That's really the only two things you need for good brisket. Um, it puts a good bark on the outside. So what I do is I do a light trim on it. You Brisket has some fat on it, but it's not all good fat. So you want to get off any of the, the softer fat that's not going to render. So I trim it down to about a quarter inch, and I leave that little bit on each the bottom of each slice. And that's what's really going to add your moisture back to the brisket. Now, you have two options of how you want to cook it once you get it seasoned. Uh, you can cook it fat side up, which is the way they do it in Texas often, or you can cook it fat side down. What I tell people is it depends on where your heat's coming from in your smoker is the way you should orient that fat. Um, so, you know, once you get it on the pit, it's about getting some color on it, setting that bark. And that just means adding some good smoke, you know, in Mississippi – we got an abundance of hickory wood, so that's often what you see used. They use post oak out in Texas, but you can also use pecan or something or a little bit, maybe a little fruit wood, but traditionally it's post oak or hickory. Um, once it's got about four or five hours of smoke, that bark will be looking good on the outside. That's when we're going to get it tender. That's how we're going to keep it moist. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, you can wrap it up in aluminum foil, add a little beef broth in there, or some butter for some added moisture, some added fat. Or you can wrap it up in butcher paper is what they do a lot in Texas. And what that butcher paper does, it allows that bark to kind of breathe. It doesn't trap as much moisture in it. So you get uh, more of that meteorite texture, that crispy bark on the outside. People like that. But um, I like, you know, I do both. In competitions, we use foil because we want it super moist. But at home, I do it with the paper. Now, once you get it cooked, you got to take brisket all the way up to at least 202 degrees internal. And you got to do it slow. That's what's going to dry your brisket out is rushing this process. So what I do is I put a meat probe in it in the thickest part of the flat, which is the front part. And then when I that meat probe, I set it for 202, and I don't mess with that smoker other than maintain a temp. Don't open it. Let heat out. Uh, once it goes off a temp, you're not done. You get it off the pit, and you stick it down in a cooler without ice, a dry cooler. 
and put an old towel or an old blanket in there, something to take up some space, and you want to let that dude sit for two to four hours in that cooler on no heat, that's what's going to let that brisket absorb moisture back down in the meat, and that's going to make it juicier. Yeah, you know, I find that, that the biggest mistakes that I've ever made smoking one is when I get impatient and decide I'm going to try and rush the process. Now, I know the Texas crutch that you've described, you know, either with foil or, or with the butcher paper certainly certainly helps, and I don't consider that rushing the process. But, you know, sometimes people get impatient and they'll start cranking up heat, adding more fuel to the fire, um, or, to your point, not letting it rest, and then you end up in trouble. One, one of our texters here... Um, ask the question. I think this is a great question. How do you pick a good a good brisket? Are you are you doing Snake River Farms Wagyu, or is there a way to pick a good brisket that maybe doesn't break the bank? So when we cook competition barbecue, you know, we're trying to get that best bite. So we do, uh, you know, go for the Wagyu brisket, that more expensive brisket. But when I'm cooking them at home, just to eat with family and friends, or watching a football game, having people over to the house. I usually go for one that I get at Sam's or Kroger or Walmart even. But what I look for is a brisket that has a little bit of age on it. And I'm not talking about close to spoiling, but I'm talking about loosening up in the packaging. When you go to the grocery store, you go to one of the big club stores, you can pick up multiple briskets and feel them. Now, that brisket, when it's when it's fresh, when they first pack it, it's stiff as a board. It hadn't had time to break down. But after it's, you know, been in the box in refrigeration or out on the shelf for, you know, a few days, it starts to loosen up. It, those, that lactic acid starts breaking down in those muscle fibers, and it gets more pliable. So when you pick it up and you kind of support it in the middle, it'll drape over your hands. And that's what you want to see. You don't want to see air bubbles in there or any discoloration, but you want that brisket to be loose when you pick it up. So we're talking about brisket with Malcolm Reed, who is an expert on this subject. Essentially what you're saying, clean up the fat cap, trim it up a little bit, make sure you got no random little edges sticking out here and there because those are going to burn up on you. Um, maybe get that fat cap down to, what, about a quarter of an inch? That's exactly what I go for. And then in terms of smoking, this fat cap conversation will start wars sometimes, but it's really just a matter of where the heat's coming from. So am I right in saying if you've got like a Kamado or a big green egg or something like that that's a vertical smoker, you want to put that fat cap down. And if you've got an offset smoker, you want to put that fat cap up. Is that generally? That, that's that's exactly how I do it. I think you get a better product. That fat's going to protect you from that, that heat coming right at it. And then it's just a matter of having a cold beer, or if you don't drink beer, a cold soft drink or six, and waiting, right? That's it. Brisket is a time. It's a labor of love. You can't rush a good brisket. You've got to give yourself plenty of time. And when you think you want to serve it, go ahead and add a couple more hours because it's better as you hold it. Do you? Um, I have started to do this, and I end up with what I think is a better smoke ring. Is I will spray it down about every hour. I'll just spritz it with some water. And like you, only use black pepper and salt because that, that's all you need. But do you do something like that to, to get the smoke to stick, so to speak? Well, I spritz it as needed. I know that you can notice as that brisket's cooking, the moisture will start coming to the surface. And the dry spots is really what I'm concentrating on. Keeping that moisture over the surface of it helps that smoke adhere to it and helps it absorb. And it does help that reaction uh, that's happening in the meat, you know, to give you that pretty pink smoke ring. 
We're talking with Malcolm Reed. Malcolm, can you hang on one more segment? I want to talk about the dreaded stall, and then I want to talk about ways once you get that perfect brisket and it's ready to be sliced up, that you can use it for some good eats. Absolutely. We will be right back. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert, Russell Tino filling in from the Element Well Studio. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection, and that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from iCar and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. At Batteries Plus, we power family road trips. We power bedtime stories. We do more than replace batteries and fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit us in-store, curbside, and at BatteriesPlus.com. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. We're talking to Sean Bow of Bow Farms about the pig industry not being just about food anymore. We're also into the uh, medical industry. We see it, take the heart valves from the pig's hearts, cut out the valves. Right. And the ones that are qualified, we send every day overnight to California. And then a good majority of those end up in, in patients that need heart valve replacement. We're working with some other deals with some skin that gets grass in for people that have had bad burn accidents and, and, and other types of traumas and in uh, kidneys that is being turned into or getting the insulin out of that for mm -hmm. diabetes patients so we're trying to get more involved in the the medical side of it too because you know, so there's a lot of things in pigs that can be used in in people also this is the super talk mississippi agri-news network 
Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back as Ratchet Entertainment presents Blues Traveler and Government Mule live Saturday, October 22nd. Blues Traveler with Government Mule. Plus Bonneville. Tickets on sale now at twilightms.com for Government Mule, Blues Traveler, and Bonneville. Brought to you by Southern Beverage, Renaissance, Visit Ridgeland, and Watkins Construction. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers like you. It's a single energy source that can fuel most anything on your farm. From irrigation and grain drying to building heating, propane has you covered. Reliable, hardworking propane will help you improve yields, protect your land, and save money. See how propane can help meet your farm's energy needs by visiting propane.com now. Propane, it's the energy for everyone. analysis all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Gerard is out. Russell Tino guest hosting from the Element Wealth Studio, we've got some great C Spire text line comments on the barbecue. People love them some Malcolm Reed and like the advice that they are getting. If you want to be a part of the conversation, you can join us on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. Malcolm, welcome back, man. Thank you for being with us today. Yes, sir. Glad to be here, man. Love talking barbecue. I know that we've got people getting in their cars to head to lunch right now, and then maybe they're starting to think about what they're going to put on the smoker or the grill this weekend. We've been talking about brisket. One of the things I'm not sure we emphasize is when you put that brisket on the smoker, you got to have a really good quality calibrated meat thermometer that's going to tell you how you're doing, right? Yeah, the, the, to me, that meat thermometer is as important as the smoker you're using. That's a tool that that's going to help you um, turn out a good product in the end. I mean, if you're just if you're not using one, you're just guessing. And then you know, part of that, if you got that meat thermometer in, at some point you're going to get frustrated because it's going to seem like that bad boy is climbing in temperature and getting close to where you want it to be, and it's going to get right to about 160, 170 degrees, and it's just going to stop moving. And they call that the stall. What what advice do you have for people as that starts? Well, it happens every time, and there's no you know magical rule where it's going to happen. Usually, it is about 160, 170 degrees, but you got to just power through it. Um, so, using that crutch that we talked about earlier, wrapping it up in foil or wrapping it in butcher paper helps speed it up some. But you've got to give it time, and it just means sit there and wait and watch. Don't give up. Don't think. I mean, eventually it's going to hang out in that stall. It could be an hour. It could be two, three hours. But once it starts climbing, you're going to notice it. If you've got that thermometer in there, you can see it start ticking up. And you can watch it every five minutes, ten minutes. It's going to gain degrees. And that's what you want to see. That's when you know it's climbing. It's broke through that stall. And it's going to keep pushing forward to that finished goal temp. So, uh, Buddy Thomas in Greenwood has asked the question, um, can you recommend a reasonably priced offset smoker that doesn't lose a lot of heat? Well, I mean, offset smokers typically are a little more expensive because you're paying for that thicker steel you're getting. 
But if I was looking at getting one, I would go to Academy, check out some of those that they have outside. Those are good pits. I've seen some there. I just stay away from the super thin wall stuff. They're not going to last. They don't hold heat well at all. But the biggest thing that helps me on an offset smoker is making sure I buy one that on the firebox end of it, where you put your coals and where you add your wood, you've got airflow. You've got to be able to get air into that end of the pit. You've got to have the coals raised so the ash has somewhere to fall. And then it's got to be able to get out of the pit. You're controlling it with your smokestack on the far end. That's what's going to help you there. I mean, they make a gasket sealer like for oven doors you can put on the cook chamber doors to help seal it up. But it's all about airflow and getting that, getting that proper oxygen to those hot coals to get it to pull through that pit. Bubba in Starkville mentioned when you're wrapping it in that butcher paper to use that pink butcher paper that doesn't have the wax coating on it. Um, and I think that's probably pretty good advice versus using the stuff that's got that sort of like cookie sheet coating that you find on, on some of those parchment papers and whatnot. Well, let me ask you this. We're, we're right up against the end of this bad boy. But if you've just cooked the perfect brisket, other than eating it sliced or other than eating it on a sandwich, what are you going to do with it as we get to game time? Well, you know, I like making those little sliders and piling it up with cheese and putting some caramelized onions and mushrooms on top of it. You can't go wrong with that. You can make a brisket dip sandwich. We even do a lot of brisket tacos at my house where you cook it, you know, that salt and pepper crust on the outside, that bark, still goes great with, like, Mexican flavors and makes some heck of the tacos. Yeah, the brisket tacos, phenomenal idea. Brisket nachos are good, too, to stick with that Mexican theme. Obviously, you can load it up with whatever you want to load it up with, nacho cheese, guacamole, etc. Um, what, what, what would you tell somebody who's getting started with a brisket? The first well, time they if, ever cooked it. If you've never cooked a, a brisket or a piece of meat, this, this technique, this way, long, low, and slow, I suggest starting out with a chuck roast first. I know it's not a brisket, but it cooks like one, and it's way less expensive. So you can get the technique down where you can get that bark on the outside of the roast. Um, you know, you, you get it wrapped up and then get it cooked until it's tender. When you feel like you've got the feel down to where you know you're taking it far enough, the meat's tender, then go buy an expensive brisket. Because a brisket, even a regular one at Kroger or anywhere, is about 50 bucks. That's the large investment. You don't want to ruin 50 bucks. But when you decide to tackle it, take your time, give yourself plenty of time, get the smoke on it for four or five hours, Wrap it up, cook it till it's 202 internal, and rest it for two to four hours, and you can't go wrong. And, and when you're ready to tackle it, go on YouTube, type in Malcolm Reed brisket, and watch him do it, and I'll teach you what you need to know. Malcolm, man, we are so glad to have you on. Well, what we need to do is get you up here to cook for us at some point. Hey, I would love to, Russ, man. You know, I, I love my Super Talk family. Appreciate everybody listening. You guys do a tremendous job there, man. Thank you, man. You are listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. That was Malcolm Reed, Killer Hog Barbecue. Good stuff, great products. How to barbecue right. You can find them on uh, on the YouTube. Russell Tino filling in for Gerard on the Element Well Studio. We will be back momentarily.
listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. 263,000 jobs came into the economy last month, according to the Labor Department, down from August, but more than most economists expected. The unemployment rate ties an all-time low, 3.5%. President Biden gives a speech about the economy today. The president is scheduled to be in Hagerstown, Maryland, speaking at a Volvo plant in the city. A tour of some parts of that plant is expected. Much of the speech is anticipated to center around his legislative accomplishments and his desire to keep majorities in the House and Senate in the coming midterm election. That's Fox's Grinnell Scott. Average hourly earnings are up 5% from last September, still lower than inflation, and gas prices are up again. The national average today is... 389. That's about 13 cents higher than a month ago, 10 cents higher than just last week. That's Fox's Grady Trimble on Wall Street. Stocks have been down today. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tay Reeves participated in the grand opening of the new Rolls-Royce facility in Pascagoula Thursday. The new 26,000-square-foot space will provide increased support to U.S. Navy programs. Pascagoula Mayor Jay Willis believes the area already has a reputation for having a quality, educated, hard-working workforce. With Ingle Shipbuilding and their 15,000 employees and 3,000 more just recently announced openings, uh, the Chevron Refinery, which is the largest Chevron refinery in the United States, Halter Marine and the growth they have seen, we have a real culture of loving our industries yeah. and supporting them any way that we possibly can. He says they plan to build on that in the future. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Welcome to Doghouse Living. Our guest is Bob and his wife, Jenny, who started this craze. Well, you know, while digging, I hit a gas line and blew up our house. Well, Bob, I am just blown away. No pun intended, of course. Why wouldn't you just call 811? So, the takeaway, folks, to stay out of the doghouse, call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. 
Are you an employer looking to diversify your workforce? Hiring workers with disabilities is a win-win situation. This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Call our business relations specialist to learn how your company can benefit from no-cost on-the-job training and receive tax credits when hiring workers with disabilities. We're a source of recruitment for pre-screened and job-ready applicants and are committed to being a valuable partner for employers. Visit our website at mdrs.ms.gov to find a business relations specialist near you. Gas prices are up again with oil prices spiking near $100 per barrel after OPEC announced plans to cut production levels soon. Fox's Grady Trimble reports from Chicago. The national average today is 389. That's about 13 cents higher than a month ago, 10 cents higher than just last week. Refinery problems out west and to some degree here in the Midwest started the surge, but now the parts of the country that have been enjoying relatively low prices compared to other regions could see pump prices go up. Gas Buddies Patrick DeHaan says in the South and on the East Coast in particular, they could see prices increase between 10 and 30 cents per gallon. The average price for a gallon of regular in Mississippi today is at 320. The cheapest gas in the state is at the Gas Mart in Clarksdale. They've got it for 279 a gallon. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. The University of Mississippi School of Business is hosting its annual Banking and Finance Symposium on October 14th at the Oxford Convention Center. Keynote speakers are Brad Bolton, Chairman ICBA, Marty Mosby, Director of Bank Equity and Strategy, Stiefel and Caitlin Long, CEO and Founder, Custodia Bank. A Women in Banking Breakfast will be held again this year at 8 a.m. This symposium is open to all banking and finance professionals and banking students. To register, go online to the UM Alumni page or email Dr. Ken Syree for for more information. Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back. As Ratchet Entertainment presents El King live Saturday, November 5th. El King with Cameron Marlowe. Tickets are on sale now at twilightms.com. Don't miss El King with Cameron Marlowe in concert at Renaissance. Brought to you in part by Southern Beverage, Renaissance, Visit Ridgeland, Watkins Construction, Nukes, and First Commercial Bank. Produced Tune by in Ratchet to Entertainment with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Gerard is out in Florida at Disney World having some fun with family. Russ Latino filling in for him today from the Element Wealth Studio. You thinking about or planning your retirement? Are you trying to develop a plan? You should go to Element Wealth or myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006 to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. We had a great segment just now with Malcolm Reed on barbecue and talking about how you get a brisket done right. It's perfectly time for lunch. It made me hungry. We've got an hour more to wait. And, uh, you know, even if I wanted some good brisket, it would take, you know, another 14 or 15 hours 
to make that happen. So I may be out of luck on the brisket front, but a good thing maybe for this weekend. Rhino, do you have a preference on barbecue? Are you a, a pork butt guy, pulled pork, ribs, brisket? What, what do you like? I actually really like smoking chicken. Okay. Whether it be quarters or halves or a whole chicken or just sometimes you'll get a flat of chicken legs, just throw them on the smoker. So let me ask you this, because I like smoking chicken too. Do you do the spatchcock deal where you cut the the breastbone out and split it? Every once in a while. If I if I feel like getting a little squirrely, I'll, I'll do spatchcock. Or if I've got like the, the chicken legs, I'll, I'll make them lollipop where you cut the little tendon and pull oh, it yeah. down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is your trick to uh, to crispy skin without a dried-out bird? I'm curious. I put as much smoke as I can get on it under the, the temperature about two, two and a half hours, and then I'll put it in the oven and crisp it up in the oven. Gotcha. Because that, that's the hard part is keeping it moist and simultaneously having some crispy skin. Oh, yeah. If you've never tried this... Stick that chicken in the refrigerator uncovered after you've patted it down with some paper towels for a while. Let it sit for a day or two. I know that sounds nasty. It'll dry It'll dry out that skin, uh, and when you put it on the grill, you'll get a crispy skin out of that. Hmm. Uh, another, uh, and this will sound crazy to some people, slather some mayo on that bad boy. The egg and the oil in that mayo will crisp up your skin and, and prevent it from drying out, too. It'll keep the meat moist. Both of those things are, are fun with any kind of poultry. Um, but man, that makes me hungry. I go on kicks, so I might do ribs for like six months on my smoker, and I just be on a rib kick. And here lately, I'm on a brisket kick. Um, so Malcolm's advice is great. If you're thinking about barbecue, you should go check him out on YouTube. Talk about getting some briskets done. Since we're shifting around, though, I thought we'd return to a little politics right here in the lunch hour. Talk about what's going on in our world. Um, news out of uh, Washington. President Biden goes to a Democrat fundraiser and informs uh, the people who are in the room who are thinking about writing large checks as an election approaches that uh, we may be in store for nuclear Armageddon. It's always reassuring to hear from the president. Nothing makes you more confident in the state of play in the world than when the leader of the free world starts bandying about the idea of nuclear Armageddon. We were talking during the break, it's like, you know, Bay of Pig stuff, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got crazy inflation, gas prices through the roof, you, you're having a hard time getting stuff, there's a dope in the Oval Office. I'm, I'm fairly certain Russia is the, is the bad guy here, and there's threat of nuclear war. Are we in the 70s? Did we time travel? I'm pretty sure all this happened before I was ever born. Well, you know, the, the biggest threat of nuclear war would have happened in the 60s. But there, there, was still, there was still concern. I can remember being an elementary school student in, in uh, the 1980s and doing, like, nuclear, like, what would happen if a nuclear weapon were to be launched? Get under your desk. Get under your help. desk and hold your head. Because uh, <laughs> that would have done something. It's comforting. It's a little bit like the airplane stuff, right? You know, hold, oh, yeah. hold on to the seat cushion. That'll be your boat. Um, but no, I, it, it is bizarre kind of what we've come back around to. And, I, you know, I've been thinking about that in the context of these elections that are coming up because I know under normal circumstances with everything that's going on in the world and the presidency's held by one party 
midterm elections, even without bad stuff, generally swing against the president's party. Because people intuitively kind of like the idea of not one party being in control of everything, or a lot of people do. So you often see during midterms, a new president's come in, maybe the, the agenda that they've pushed is too far one direction, and then the population decides, well, we're going to swing that against and sort of balance things out with Congress. We're looking at a situation where it's very likely that Republicans will take the, the House of Representatives, the U.S. House of Representatives, but it is not nearly as dominant as what you would expect with the midterm and everything that's going on in the country. And then truthfully, right now it looks like Republicans will probably lose a seat, maybe two seats, in the U.S. House of Representatives. You've got a really tight race in Wisconsin. You've got a really tight race in Ohio. You've got a really tight race in Pennsylvania. Well, let me take that back. The race in Pennsylvania ain't tight. Um, that was Pat Toomey, who was a Republican in that seat. He's announced that he's not coming back. And Dr. Oz, the guy from the television, is uh, running as a Republican, and he is getting his backside handed to him right now. So how, you know, you look at that and you go, how is that possible with everything that is going on right now? And you alluded to this, Rhino. We've got the highest inflation in 40 years. And in a lot of ways, the inflation number, if it was judged the same way that it was judged back in the 70s, would actually be very close to how bad it was in the 70s. They've changed how they measure inflation uh, in the intervening 40, 45 years. But the highest rates in 40 years, the highest interest rates in 40 years, and effectively what you've got is stagflation, because the Fed allowed interest rates or inflation to run so hot for so long that what they're doing raising interest rates right now is not bringing down inflation the way that they had anticipated it would bring down inflation. And I know that stuff gets wonky and I know that stuff makes some people's eyeballs bleed. The end result is this. Hamburger meat's going to keep being pretty expensive at the grocery store. Gasoline is going to keep being pretty expensive at the pump. That's especially true with OPEC's big announcement. Man, the threat had been one billion or uh, a million barrels a day cutting back. They cut back two million barrels a day. So all of this talk coming out of the White House that Joe Biden was negotiating with OPEC and he was going to stop that one million barrels per day cut, they came back and said, oh, that's cute. We're going to do two million barrels per day cut. You see the price of oil exploding right now. It's going to follow at the gas pump. It's going to get really bad as, as winter months come and things get cold. We see today in the jobs report number for September that the number of jobs being created are slowing down dramatically. The number of open jobs have been cut by over a million jobs. It, we are in an incredibly perilous economic situation right now. We are in a dangerous territory with extremely high prices combined with extremely high interest rates. That is the definition of stagflation. That is what we experienced in the 1970s. And candidly, the only way they got out of that coming out of the 1970s and Jimmy Carter era uh, economics was when Reagan got in office, the Fed chairman Paul Volcker jacked up the, the Fed fund rate, the interest rate, to nearly 20%. Now, right now, at the, by the end of this year, the Fed fund target will be about 4%. And that's already leading to 7% 30-year mortgages. We're going to end up with 8% 30-year mortgages before this is all done. 
Um, you can only imagine if they had to do something like what Volcker did back in the 80s. And here's the real problem with that, is that they literally couldn't do it. Because the national debt in 1980 was about a trillion dollars. Today it's over 30 trillion. The amount that we have to pay to service that debt, effectively the United States interest, if you will, on servicing that debt is tied to how high the Fed fund interest rate is. So if they wanted to do what Volcker did to try and tame inflation, if they wanted to push it that far, we'd be adding three or four trillion dollars of debt service, which is the size of the U.S. budget, just to pay for our debt every year. It's not doable. And so we find ourselves in an incredibly negative environment economically right now. You look at the foreign policy situation. We just talked about nuclear Armageddon. Holy smokes. I mean, we've got presidents that are using that kind of phrase. Right now, you've got Putin threatening to use nuclear weapons and basically saying, hey, I'm not joking. And then you got Zelensky now coming out and saying, hey, NATO, how about preemptive nuclear strikes against Russia? And these are conversations not happening around a water cooler or with some brown drink around a fire and some good old boys. These are conversations that are unfolding at the highest levels of government right now about whether nuclear warfare is on the table again. Horrible economy, that going on with foreign policy. It's still questionable whether or not Republicans can retake Congress. When we come back, I want to talk about why that is. This shouldn't be the situation. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert, Russell Tino guest hosting from the Element Well Studio. We will be back in just a moment. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I am Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 86. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 59. A beautiful day for Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 79. Saturday evening, mostly clear, low around 51. And for your Sunday, sunny skies, high near 79. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile since 1871. For all your deer camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. I'm Mason Irby, your Madison County Edward Jones Financial Advisor. We're all about financial investments, but we also value the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Madison Central Football on Super Talk Jackson. Call me, Mason Irby, at 601-616-6872 or visit edwardjones.com for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Don't just get a job, get a career with great salary and benefits. The Mississippi Department of Corrections has just increased your salary by 10%. If you qualify, you can be a corporal, sergeant, captain, or major with base salaries ranging from over $36,000 to over $47,000. Add to that retirement medical benefit packages up to $17,000 more, all with paid on the job training not far from where you live. Visit MDOCMS.gov to apply today. That's MDOC. Spillway Diner, known for its great breakfast and lunch, is now open till 8 p.m., featuring a new special each night, Monday. Enjoy all-you-can-eat breakfast. Tuesday, half-price blue plates. Wednesday, it's dollar wing night with 14 flavors to choose from. Thursday, all-you-can-eat fish fillets. And on Friday and Saturday, enjoy a juicy sirloin, ribeye, or fillet served with baked potato, roll, or Texas toast, and a drink. Spillway Diner's all-you-can-eat special feature menu is dine-in only. No sharing. Find them on Facebook for 
more on the new menu, hours, and location. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service-built. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Rogers Dev Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dabs Fleet. Call the Rogers Dabs Business Elite Fleet Team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dabs Chevrolet. Find new roads. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. to be happy listening to Jump. Am I right? We're talking about nuclear Armageddon, but Jump is on. That's fun. Welcome back to Middays with Gerard Gibbard. Gerard is out of town, riding up and down the Tower of Terror at Disney World. Do you think he screams? Or you think he's pretty cool about it? I don't know. I think he'd be pretty cool. I think he's pretty calm generally. He's probably not a screamer. We took my daughter on that ride and man, she had a tough go of it. She did she liked everything else we rode. Tower of Terror was a problem for. Russell Tino filled in for Gerard. Glad to be with you today, Mississippi. It's the noon hour. It's Friday. There's a lot to be happy about in the world, but there's also a lot of concerns and we were talking about some of that before break. The text line was lighting up. Um, we we had one text that I think like questioned our ability to relate to older music because it's a text from North Mississippi and he's quoting a country boy can survive and uh, he seems to think Perez would be the only one who would know it. You see that? We know a little Hank Williams. Come on, Junior, Junior. Um, let's see. As of last night, Mike and Gulfport says that Oz was only down by two points. I'd not seen that. What I'd seen was was much larger divides, but if the race is tightening, um, obviously that could be a good thing for Republicans. The only dip I've seen in Fetterman's numbers recently came after the uh, Democrat debate. Yeah, okay. Where he was, he was kind of <laughs> well, called out for his troublesome interactions with the African-American community. So he reminds me of some of the people that I can remember having conversations with in New York City around the Occupy Wall Street time, like protesters. He's got that vibe about him, but he's running for U.S. Senate and apparently, at this point at least, is more preferable than Dr. Oz is. Uh, Thomas in Greenwood, our good friend, 
is lighting up the text line with, uh, you know, meme after meme after meme. Um, let's see, we've got some ride. <laughs> uh, I don't think Gerard is on the ride at all. He's watching, someone says. I don't think that's true. I wouldn't be watching me if I could be on the Tower of Terror right now. No offense to anybody, but anyway. Well, look, before the break, we were talking about the world's problems, and they are significant. Economically, high inflation, high interest rates, job marketing is softening. Candidly, that's part of the Fed raising interest rates. It's purposeful uh, to try and soften the labor market a little bit because you'd have really high labor inflation uh, as well. But there's a tremendous amount of pain for people at the grocery store, a tremendous amount of pain for people at the pump, and that pain is going to get worse as OPEC has cut back on its production. I would just say economically, a lot of this was avoidable. A lot of this was avoidable. We spent so much money responding to COVID in ways that were not targeted. And that doesn't mean the government shouldn't have responded to COVID at all. Just means that we could have been a lot more targeted. We sent tens of thousands of dollars to people who had not lost their jobs. For people who did lose their jobs, we sent a heck of a lot more money to them than what they were making prior to losing their jobs. Because of the enhanced benefits, a heck of a lot more money. For, for one-fifth of the people who received unemployment benefits, nearly double what they were getting paid before they lost their jobs. And so we created incentives for people to stay out of work. At the same time, we shuttered businesses. We, we developed this ridiculous sort of essential versus non-essential rubric. And there was no data to support doing that. All the data very early on showed that there was a vulnerable population that were primarily people who were elderly and had other conditions. And instead, we shut down our entire economy and we dumped money on the problem left and right, even when it wasn't needed. And the end result, and we've known this for decades, if you have more money than you have production, if you have more money than you have uh, you know, supply, which is what we had, you get runaway inflation, and that's what we've gotten. And then you've got these foreign policy problems left and right. It's not just Russia. It's not just Ukraine. You look at how we pulled out of Afghanistan, right? Now, I would argue we should need, we need it to be extracting ourselves from Afghanistan. We'd been there for a really long time. We had accomplished what we said was our primary mission, which was to, at the time, get Osama bin Laden and destabilize al-Qaeda. Um, we needed to do that. But how it was executed was an atrocity. It wasn't in the best interest of the people of Afghanistan. It wasn't in the best interest of our military the way that it was done. And then you throw on top of that a, a cold war, if you will, with China. And the risk of something escalating between China and Taiwan. China has claimed Taiwan for a long time. We've sort of recognized that they're independent. Lots of the world kind of goes back and forth on whether they recognize independence. The U.S. has been involved in, in Taiwan for a long time, originally with a commitment to support them if China invaded. Um, and over the last couple decades, it's been called strategic ambiguity as to whether or not we would come to their defense if China were to invade. But there's no good answer if China takes that step. If China asserts dominion over Taiwan, truly, supply chains, etc., there's no good answer, because if we come to their aid, then we're in a war with the largest country by population in the world, one of the largest economies gaining on the United States in the world. If we don't, 
and China takes control of Taiwan, they're taking control of basically the entire semiconductor industry, which powers everything that we use in our world today. Taiwan also produces a heck of a lot of pharma, pharmaceuticals, antibiotics that we use, all sorts of things. So there are all these tremendous risks hanging out over our heads. And then you look at the state of play in the United States right now culturally, and you've got this massive cultural divide. You've got so much focus on sort of woke culture and what that means and how we can comport ourselves to never offend anyone, no matter how weird what they're doing is, and the natural backlash to that. You've got the defund the police movement on one side, and you've got lock them up and throw away the key on the other side, and not a lot of room for nuance around how we address rising crime rates in cities at the same time that we make our justice system actually fair, which should be a goal. All of this stuff is unfolding immigration crisis at the border, some of the sort of back and forth that we see with immigrants being taken from one place to the next. And you would think there was an opportunity for conservatives, for people who identify as Republicans, to come out and say, there's all this craziness going on in the world. Right now, what we know is that the current leadership structure is not serving the interests of the American people, that we don't have confidence that they can ultimately maneuver globally in a way that protects our interest. There is an opportunity for adults in the room to stand up, to be taken seriously, to speak seriously about how we address the world's problems instead of getting caught in this cycle of outrage and sort of cultural dispute. And it just doesn't seem to be happening. It doesn't seem to be happening. And my personal belief is, and I'm sure some of the people listening might disagree with this, some of our textures might disagree with this, my personal belief is that there is a tremendous segment of our country that is so disillusioned with politics, that is so disillusioned with political leaders, that if someone sensible or a group of sensible people were to step up and say, look, we're not going to be bombastic. We're not going to be rhetorical. This is not about just pointing fingers that there needs to be accountability. We're ultimately going to say we're the same people who want low taxes, a less spending, a regulatory environment that allows businesses to succeed, an environment that recognizes that traditional family values are not wrong or antiquated, but are the staple or sort of the heartbeat of civic society that we believe in free speech, that we believe in trade, that we believe in free markets, and we've got plausible, pragmatic solutions to fix some of the problems that we're facing as a country, that that message would resonate with people who consider themselves Republican, moderate Democrats, etc. But instead, we are gravitating towards extremes on both sides, and those extremes are not about solving problems. It's about owning the other side, it's about having that gotcha moment, and ultimately, it's about gaining power to benefit your friends, the people that associate with your point of view. And there was a time when republicanism or conservatism looked like a belief that it's not the role of government to tell other people how to live. It's not the role of government to control everything or take care of everybody. It is the role of government to set up an environment that allows for people to use their brains and their work ethic and all of their skills to go out and accomplish something and create value for themselves, their families, and the people they serve. To me, someone who 
forcefully could communicate that message would be successful. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert, Russell Tino filling in. We will be back in just a moment. Man of means by no means King of the road King of the road King of the road Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gleickstead or online at bennelson.com. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. In life and in business, one thing is certain. Change. That's why Pillium Corporation is ready to keep you ahead of the curve on ever-evolving technology critical for your company's security and growth. To that end, the Pillium team offers IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems, and real-time crime center technology. Visit us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Your next deal on wheels is at Pinnacle Motors. Head on over to Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon for that no-hassle experience on your next pre-owned car, truck, or SUV. Classics from a 57 Chevy to a Corvette, we have those too. And grab that trailer to pull that four-wheeler, ATV, or tractor as well. Financing warranties and we'll buy your vehicle too. Pinnacle Motors is the place for you. Visit us online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. It's a sale over four decades in the making. Miss Skelly's 44th anniversary sale. Get up to $500 off our everyday low prices. Plus, take 60 months to pay with no down payment. Furniture trends have changed a lot since 1978, but Miss Skelly's never goes out of style. Stay on trend and on budget with this amazing anniversary offer. Up to $500 off plus 60 months to pay with no down payment at all Miss Skelly's locations. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tay Reeves participated in the grand opening of the new Rolls-Royce facility in Pascagoula Thursday. The new 26,000 square foot space will provide increased support to U.S. Navy programs. 
Pascagoula Mayor Jay Willis believes the area already has a reputation for having a quality, educated, hard-working workforce. With Ingle Shipbuilding and their 15,000 employees and 3,000 more just recently announced openings, uh, the Chevron Refinery, which is the largest Chevron refinery in the United States, Halter Marine and the growth they have seen, we have a real culture of loving our industries and supporting them any way that we possibly can. He says they plan to build on that in the future. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Fall is here, which means school is in session, cooler weather, and football. If you are like most families, you're always on the go. Polk's has great dinner ideas for your busy family, like Polk's smoked sausages or delicious ham steaks, great for something quick and easy. Or how about Polk's Cajun or garlic and green onion smoked sausage? Add great flavor to your red beans and rice, jambalaya, gumbo, or spaghetti night. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. Critical moments demand experience. Whether you're on the field, in the car, or at home, you need the right people supporting you. Farm Bureau's exceptional team is dedicated to superior customer service and competitive rates, and they've got your back. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Mississippi, the place you call home, is a state like no other. From the music to the food and the people, the Magnolia State has so many good things to celebrate. And now you can, each weekday afternoon from 2 to 3, on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and all the good things to do. Life doesn't always have to be serious, so let's have fun. Good Things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays from 2 to 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbard. Gerard is out scouring Disney World, buying $13 hot dogs, the stuff that you do at Disney World. I've actually never been to Disney World. So we decided last year that we were going to take our kids for the first time. My daughter's seven, my son's nine. And got out there and walked 14 miles a day on average while we were out there because you're just doing a ton of walking. Um, And I actually thought at the time that the kids had not had a good time. Like, they seemed tired, a little cranky from time to time. You know, they get excited once you were on the ride, but between it was like, this is not fun. And I kind of assumed that we were going to walk away from that vacation and be like, don't ever have to do this again. (laughs) (laughs) And it turned out that despite being cranky little people for much of the trip, they apparently thought it was the best thing they'd ever done. So on an almost daily basis, we get questions about when we're going back. I know Gerard loves it. 
Um, let's see on the text line. Hello, Rhino. Don't your chickens know that smoking can be very bad for their health? Everyone is a comedian. <laughs> I, I feel like Norm MacDonald could have done that justice, though. Sort of that lean in and just you know stare at somebody until they laugh kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's, he is sorely missed because his brand of humor is exactly what we need in times like this. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, he would take a 30-second joke and turn it into a seven-minute joke. Oh, yeah. And it would draw on Russian literature, right, and be morose. And what was funny about it is that he had the audacity to do it. It wasn't even the punchline. It was just the audacity to do it. And I agree with you. There, there are a few guys like that. Norm ranks up there for me. Bill Burr ranks up there for me. Different style, Bill Burr, but man, when he gets on a rant, it's like, yeah, that guy is just preaching and doesn't care what anybody thinks. I've said it before. I'll, I'll probably wind up saying it again, but I would love to hear, even if I didn't agree with it, and probably wouldn't agree with it, but I would love to hear George Carlin's take on the last decade of politics. Yeah. Yeah, and there would be a lot of it that you wouldn't agree with. Oh, yeah. But it would be intriguing. And it would probably be hilarious. No doubt about it. Well, look, 10 years ago, if you had asked me to watch Bill Maher on real time, or before that, Politically Incorrect, I thought he was smarmy. I thought he was a smart aleck. Um, I thought he used straw men to argue against conservative point of view. And to some degree, all of that is still true, but I really like listening to him now. And I think the reason that I like listening to him is because he is willing to use humor to call his own side to the mat. And several of those new rules programs that he does, that segment of that show, are just phenomenally insightful on what is wrong with the way that the left is currently thinking, particularly about social issues, and how out of touch they are with the rest of America. Joe Sixpack, who works at a union, or works, it works at a steel mill or something, is in a union, might have voted Democrat his entire life. But telling Joe Sixpack that he's a Neanderthal because he thinks men should use the men's restroom is not a winning message. And I think Maher, to his credit, at least recognizes we're trying to force something on people. And it's not just that one example. That one becomes obvious. But we're trying to force a view of culture on people that is entirely fabricated and entirely out of line with the way that most people see the world. So, again, that begs the question, why can't Republicans beat that? And I think it's because we are largely caught up in that cycle of responding to outrage or trying to create outrage versus actually convincing people that we've got solutions for them. And you look at you know, the, the current setting right now, why are people going to vote for one party or the other or one candidate or the other? At some level, it's that people feel uncertainty and insecurity, whether it's about their jobs, their families, their communities, and they are looking for someone to give them comfort. They are looking for someone who understands what they're going through and is saying, I think I can come up with something that helps you. Now, the easy answer is, I'm going to come up with something that helps you that the government's going to do, 
without any regard to the moral hazard or the consequences of government engaging and interjecting itself into stuff that people should be responsible for themselves. But there is an opportunity, I think, that is being missed, um, not to belabor the point, to, to see a different kind of political leadership and a different kind of political movement that is altogether conservative, but also recognizes what people are going through and, and you know, exhibits some sense of, of caring, right? Uh, ben Shapiro, who's now on Super Talk, famously says that facts don't care about your feelings, and he's right about that. But guess what? Feelings don't care about your facts. Um, and so it's got to be a two-pronged approach that recognizes where people are and seeks to address their concerns with sensible solutions that are conservative. I think we can do that. I think we can do that as, as a conservative movement. We're just not hitting it right now. Let's see. Thomas and Greenwood is sending me uh, garbage lids for some reason on the text line. Um, I don't really understand that. Uh, Bill Meyer is saving the Democrat Party. He's pulling them away from the cliff. Republicans need a Bill Maher. Um, maybe. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think it would be difficult for a conservative-minded pundit to get that time slot. Yeah. No, I think that's right. Because the people in charge in the, the corner offices and the high-rise towers making the decisions of who gets that prime time slot to talk politics probably wouldn't appreciate the conservative viewpoint. I think that Bill Maher probably couldn't get that time slot right now if he was saying what he was saying and didn't have 20 years yeah. of bona fides as a liberal. Because I think that he'd be seen in, and, and is seen in some circles as a traitor for calling his own side out. Um, but I'm not sure he could get that time slot right now. But I think you're absolutely right that that the message would never be elevated that way. Candidly, to his credit, he's just pretty funny, too, in the way that he does it. And mixing humor, I think, is an effective way to drive the message. So I think that we're in this really unique time as a country. Obviously, we're divided. Some of that division makes sense, right? We have different worldviews. Um, when you think about what unifies a country, it's basically blood God and enemies. And by that I mean there are a lot of smaller countries that are more ethnically homogenous, and because of that they share a culture, and that blood creates some bond in those countries. Historically, God or values that are shared values unify a country, or external threats, enemies. 9-11 is a great example of this, right? We have never been more unified as a country, at least in my lifetime, as what we were the day after 9-11, because there was a recognition that someone was attacking what it meant to be an American, and by God, we might not always like each other, but we were going to go to war with each other, right? Oh, yeah. And, and same thing. We used to be, even though we were never a established Christian nation in the sense that the Constitution said we're a Christian nation... As a matter of culture, we were a Christian nature. Our culture was predominated by Christian belief, Christian morals, and that bound us. And what we see now with the kind of pluralism that we have, with the sort of diminishing respect for religion in this country, that that's not nearly the binder that it was before. 
And then obviously we've always been a melting pot, and that's a good thing. So we don't have that homogenous ethnicity, if you will, and culture that binds us. That leaves us in a really weird position where there's nothing that really makes us one as a nation. We don't even view the Constitution as something that is uh, a binding force, right? A structural force. All of the institutions that historically have been at the heart of our society are diminishing in the way that people see them and trust them. And as a result of that, I think we're in this sort of no man's land where getting people together to accomplish something is really hard. And in the absence of being able to accomplish something, what we've relegated ourselves to is pointing fingers. What we've relegated ourselves to is saying, I don't actually have to prove that I can solve the problem. I've just got to say that other guy over there, he's the reason you got the problem. The downside of that is nothing ever gets solved and you end up in a death spiral. We're listening to uh, Midday with Gerard Gibbert. Gerard is out. Russell Tino guest hosting from the Element Well Studio. We'll be back to wrap it up for the last segment. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. 
This is Dave Logan with Cannon Nissan of Jackson. Friendly staff, great environment, open six days a week. You're in, you're out, and on your way. No appointment needed. Come experience why Cannon Nissan Service Department is better than the rest. Nobody beats a Cannon deal or service. Nobody. Spillway Diner, known for its great breakfast and lunch, is now open till 8 p.m., featuring a new special each night, Monday. Enjoy all-you-can-eat breakfast. Tuesday, half-price blue plates. Wednesday, it's dollar wing night with 14 flavors to choose from. Thursday, all-you-can-eat fish fillets. And on Friday and Saturday, enjoy a juicy sirloin, ribeye, or fillet served with baked potato, roll, or Texas toast, and a drink. Spillway Diner's all-you-can-eat special feature menu is dine-in only. No sharing. Find them on Facebook for more on the new menu, hours, and location. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a T. You can bank right on your phone or tablet with the My Trustmark app. Our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream two-story tutor. And Trustmark Tailored Wealth offers tried and true advice that makes transforming your future a piece of uh, toast? Nice. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Thing to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Sorry, I'm just actually enjoying the music, and then I forgot I'm supposed to say something at some point. Welcome back to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Gerard would not have forgotten that. Russ Latino filling in. Rhino in the booth. Man, this has been fun. Oh, yeah. I've enjoyed it. We've had some some diverse conversation from Jackson issues and trying to make sure people get water and get their garbage picked up and, you know, that we can talk about how to solve those sorts of problems without just calling each other the worst, most horrible things we can think of. It's always positive. We had a good conversation with Alice Marie Johnson earlier, uh, who served in prison for 21 years on a drug offense. Ultimately, Kim Kardashian and President Trump teamed up to give her clemency, um, and she's really turned her life around and is working hard uh, to try and help other people who are coming out of the system, uh, and that certainly adds you know, I know people have different views on criminal justice. I think punishment should fit the crime, that it should be proportional. Um, I also think people deserve second chances. And candidly, it's too expensive not to invest in reentry and making sure that people come out and have an opportunity because otherwise they end up 
right back in the situation that they were in before. I thought Alice had some great points in that conversation. There's nuance and there's room for middle ground as we talk about those things. And then, heck, Malcolm Reed was awesome. We need to do that again. I'm, I'm hankering to go get some barbecue somewhere now. Um, we've been talking about what's going on in the country over the last hour, and obviously a heck of a lot of problems facing us as a nation, and it's easy to fixate on those things, um, and it's easy to, to sort of be frustrated that there's no clear leadership and no clear strategy or plan to get us back to a healthier place as a country. And I don't just mean the policy, I mean the ability to have conversations with people who disagree and not think that they're evil or see them as the enemy. Um, and in this sort of zero-sum game, tribal game, that's really difficult right now. Heck, we, we, you know, at some level have lost the ability to even communicate in a common language. You know, it used to be pretty easy to define what a woman was. Or if somebody had a XX chromosome to identify what gender they were. Um, and there's no longer a common understanding even of biology. I did an event, uh, Rhino, a couple months ago. Uh, and it was me and, and three other folks who were definitely to my left on the political spectrum. And the question was to define freedom. And I said, well, freedom is the ability to think, speak, and act in accord with your conscience. As long as you're not hurting anybody else. And I think that's a pretty decent definition. Pat myself on the back a second. Everybody else's definition was essentially freedom looks like gaining government power to, to ensure equity. Right? So it's, it's actually the exact opposite formulation. It's like we want power to be able to impose our view of what is fair in the world on other people, even if that means taking from them their property, even if that means telling them they literally can't say certain things. It is the exact opposite of the word freedom. But we are living in a society where language is being redefined, and it's hard to have a debate when you can't even agree on common terms. And you can't even agree on whether or not there's truth in the world. Here's what I tell you, though. If you look back at human history, the human condition has always been the same. It has always been sinful. It has always been prone to moments of greed and power, lust, and all of those things. But collectively, we have worked together to create a more and more prosperous society. had a conversation with a friend the other day who said, this is the most divided we've ever been as a country. And I said, well, it may be the most divided you've ever seen the country or I've ever seen the country, but we had a civil war. We had a Great Depression. We had two war wars. We had the Jim Crow era. We had the Civil Rights era. We've had the protests that came on the back end of Vietnam. Our country has seen real division before. What tends to happen is that eventually people get petered out with the anger and the animosity and all the protest and whatnot, and at some level they want stability and certainty, they want adults to be in the room, they want serious thought, and we gravitate back towards that, and then society keeps moving forward. So if you're hearing all this today and you're discouraged by what's going on in the country and the world, there are serious problems that we need to address. But you should also have hope that they can be addressed, and ultimately I'd say if I can impose my own Christian belief, you should have hope that in the end it works out because Jesus died on a cross and rose from the grave, and because of that we have hope in something that is far more eternal and lasting than the problems of this world. 
I'm going to end on that, I believe, give or take. It's been fun doing this, man. We'll have to do it again. Thank y'all for having me on. Thank y'all for letting me sit in for Gerard. Gerard will be back soon. But you've been listening to Middays. Russell Tino guest hosting from the Element Well Studio. Have a great weekend, folks. Mississippi Media Production.